Hello, everyone. We are back once again. Well, I'm back. He's not been here before. Um, this is the View from the Booth podcast, episode three. We've got to the third one, and I've got a very special guest alongside me. Uh, quite like episode two, someone who I would say he was an all round entertainer, uh, very Aww. much in the David Brent style. Uh, <laughs> um, no, he, he's a comedian, he's a quiz show host, he's a million other things, but I knew him first as a DJ, and we have been friends for a long time. So I thought he was a very good person to come on because I know he's got a bucket load of stories and a bucket load of opinions about DJing, all of which we are going to bless you with. Che, thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. We are all, all horrible people as DJs. <laughs> well, we have, I wouldn't say we're horrible people. I would say we have moments where the horrible comes out and we are going to touch on that. But seeing as this is now the third one, we've actually got a little bit of admin to do at the beginning oh, of the right, show. Okay. We're going to be doing like proper podcast shit here now. Oh, you get a black guy in, and then there's, there's some janitorial work. Mate, there's two of us. I know. Like, there's, there's talent <laughs> and there's behind the camera. We got it all in luck. Anyway, so this is the first podcast we've recorded since the first one has come out into the public ears. Ah. So I kind of wanted to touch a little bit on the reaction So and say thank you to all of you who've been very, very kind about it. And you seem to have got where we're coming from. And Morph is awesome. Um, he's... Oh, yeah, there's a reason why I wanted him up front, number one. And yeah, uh, the Chumbawamba story, the Dubai stories, you've enjoyed them all. And I have too. I've had some feedback on bits we can put into the show as well. Someone wanted to me to have like a, a track of the week, a bang of the week, something I'm into, that kind of sound You're music. Good at that. I am good at that, but I also kind of do that myself every year. Like, yeah, that's what I always listen out for. I have a top 50 songs of the year, which I've been doing kind of for myself, and it's just kind of grown through. And I nick them and I use them when I'm DJing. Everyone, <laughs> but they're there to share. That's the whole point. Yeah. It's the songs I'm into and I want to share with people. Partly because I don't always get to play all the songs I like when mm. I'm DJing. We'll come on to that also. But because of that, I'm kind of reluctant to just do it now because I'm going to do it in a big hit. So what I might do is ask my guests. Oh God, no. That feels like a good one, doesn't it? It does, but I'm the guinea pig now. You are. So, Che, what you been into? What you been listening to? What song have you been excited to play? You know what? Uh, and I've not DJed for a while, and I've got a wedding this weekend <laughs> <laughs> over in Thornton Hall, uh, and I, I will not be playing this because I've seen that they've sent me a Spotify playlist. So oh. I'm, I haven't got to do it straight off that, which I have done in a wedding. Um, but um, it, a lot of theirs is pop punk. It's like early 2000s. It's really good. It's really, there's a Paramore in there. Oh, okay. um, Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> and I'm like looking at it going, it really, uh, who else is in there? I'm trying to remember all the people. I'm trying to remember the list now. But it's one of those ones where I go, oh, this will be interesting. Yeah. Uh, the, the audience might not like me, but the bride and groom will. Well, exactly. <laughs> I love wedding sets like that where you get something out of the norm. Because it's like, mm. it's a lot of the times with wedding gigs, it's not really much of a test. You are pretty much just standing there and doing it. Exactly again. Well. Yeah, yeah again. exactly. It's like you're not having to make as many executive decisions as normal unless... You have a... Yeah. Oh, well, I'll tell, well, I was going to say what I was listening to recently, I can't play at this wedding, is Prof, who's just done a track with uh, with Method. Uh, and it is absolutely... It's called Pack a Lunch. 
and I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's one of those ones where you go, was, uh, as, a, as a black DJ and a black person, mm-hmm. you always go, God damn it, a white rapper who's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, when they're good, they're good. You can't oh, argue. It's amazing. I've just been listening to all of his stuff. <laughs> to be honest, sometimes I don't mind that because when you're in certain bars where they, they, they don't want you to play hip-hop because they feel like it brings out a certain element in people, then you need some white rappers to throw on. To kind of <laughs> oh, Eminem. You meant Eminem. Oh, right, okay. Fair enough. He does ballady stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, he does shout a lot, Eminem, oh, yeah. these days. This is not well, what I'm... he's in. old. That's what happens when you get old. You start shouting at clouds. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, one of the stories that I had, and this is for a cousin of mine, I went back to Oldham to DJ uh, It's his son's 21st. And all of the 21-year-olds wanted incredibly heavy metal so like <laughs> lamb of god and stuff oh like wow oh yeah oh yeah wow but also because i'm part of the family right <laughs> distant part of the family but a family family member nevertheless um i knew all the uh, my aunties and and, and grandma geary and all those uh and they all wanted abba and so and it was in the back of a pub if anybody knows Oldham, right, is where, where the where the where the the, the cinema used to be, uh, Hollywood, right? There, there's a pub near there, and in the front there was a load of City fans watching a City game, and I'm just walking through, and, and everybody's just like, look, you know, when somebody looks at you when you're setting up, and you're yeah. going, oh, this could be a bad one. Oh yeah. And it was in the back of a function room in a in a, in a pub, and it was all right, but it was like. It was the weirdest kind of school dance ever because on one side it was old people and on the other side it was young people. And it was like, it was, it was like a BBC 1970s school dance. Oh. Uh, it was, <laughs> but it was separated like that. And what would happen is, is that the the all the 21-year-olds would be... I was like trying to play a mid-ground of sort of like everything, some things that everybody likes. Like how long ago was this, by the this way? This is about three, four years. Just before the pandemic, I reckon. Because you know the Foo Fighters did that whole album with disco covers, right? Oh, yeah, it was before that. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't use that. Because um, that would have been perfect. Where, where were you when I needed you? <laughs> there goes my hero. Um... <laughs> so what was happening is the twenty-one-year-olds were like, I was, I was trying to do a, a bit of everything, keep everybody happy for a while, and then the twenty-one-year-olds would start coming up and going, "Can we, can we have Lama God?" And can we have the, you know, uh, and I'd be putting on this stuff, and a lot of it I did not know as well. So yeah. I was like downloaded loads of stuff and went, "Man, that's okay." Oh, grief! That's uh, it took a turn. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've done it before, and I, I do like metal. I, I'm a big fan of metal, uh, when, but like, I don't know the names of everything, so yeah. it's sort of like, "Oh, that right, okay." Um, so, they, so I put that on, and you could just see all the older people just going, uh, and, and my auntie, my auntie Catherine is actually, she likes Sabbath and, and things like that, so I was trying to give a middle yeah, ground yeah. as well. But then all the 21-year-olds would go outside for a smoke, and then, and then all the old people would go, Abba, get Abba on now, <laughs> Abba. We want half an hour of ABBA just so we can recover. <laughs> so it was just... Uh, <laughs> just wildly oscillating between one and the other. <laughs> oh, it's, it's brilliant when you get that weird kind of... Well, I don't care what the bride and groom want. <laughs> I, I think this is terrible. <laughs> well, they've asked for that and they're paying for me. So, I mean, I feel like that kind of mix of extremes does kind of characterise what I think of you in terms of the sets. Mainly in terms of the places that you play. Because, like... <laughs> I know you, you've been holding down student halls, the student areas, oh, yeah. for quite some time. But Call like Daddy Burnley. <laughs> and that's because he asked them to. And he really, really shouldn't. But before that, I mean, was that your intro? Was that where you first started it? Or were you doing it back in Oldham? Back in, was, were you playing I, those kind of clubs as, as like a DJ? I, w- I was doing nothing. I, I, my career is... I do not know how I've got here, to be honest with you. It's just... I'm like... 
I'm like a, a, a blossom in the wind. I just, <laughs> wherever the wind blows me, I'm a heavy blossom. I mean, I was going to say, <laughs> like, we, we did a show a few weeks ago where Che had a load of fat jokes, which I had no idea about, which was fantastic. You so, got to call me a lot of fat things. Oh, <laughs> my goodness me. But for you to come out here and call yourself Blossom, that's just, <laughs> I'm just not going to let I'm it slide. I'm a pretty flower. No, you're not. I'm not. Um, so what, what, what happened was that I was going to be a physiotherapist. And then I missed out on, I needed biology C. I got I, I got predicted grades. I was just so lazy, but I was very clever. Uh, just, just throwing that out there. Um, and I should have, I needed to get C in biology. And I missed it by 0.01% or something like that. Then I, then I found out you could get remarked. And, and uh, but the, the lecturer just went, oh no, I'm not going to do that. No, it's too late. I went, all oh, right. So I ended up at John Moore's rather than at Liverpool doing physio. And then because I was doing sports science as my second choice, I, I, in my third year, I just sort of, I went, ah, I'm going to run for election instead. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was a sabbatical officer for a, for a year, two, a year at John Moores and then a year for, uh, for NUS. Um, and while I was doing that in my last year, I was, I used to hang around the DJ booth and used to chat to uh, Jules Ulder, who was our marketing guy at the mm. student union. He was also a really good DJ. Him and Russell, uh, I forgot what Russell's name is now. Uh, Russell used to be a massive DJ in Liverpool. He's like massive dance DJ. But like when you look at him, you go, Oh my God! He he works he works in accountants. Uh, he's got glasses and it, but he's a, he's also a techie as well. And Look, so many of us are nerds, man. Oh God, for real. Oh geeky geek geek geek. That's what we are. And I love it because we find ourselves in these kind of ultra cool scenarios, and yet the nerd will always find a way to shine through. We hide in plain sight. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm I'm intrigued really because like. One of the things I've kind of noticed through my years is how many times if you're on a job that's in the world of clubbing, so you're in a bar or you're at events or something like that, and you're around a job that you see DJs a lot, people end up wanting to do that job instead. Like oh, if yeah. you're a bar staff, you end up wanting to be a DJ. If you're a glassy, you end up wanting to be a DJ. If you're a promoter, you kind of end up wanting to be a DJ. Yeah, that's where it's at. It's like, that's, that's what happened. Is that I was just hanging around Jules in the DJ box and then the, and I kept going, I, can, I, I, I like music. I could I could have a go at this. So I started doing that and then uh, Vicky Andrews, Tricky Vicky, uh, who DJed at the Student Union, she got me a, a job uh, round the corner from the Philharmonic, I can't remember what it was, but it was Fab Cafe for a while and yeah. something else. And I did that, uh, and then just started doing loads of it because I was just I just loved playing loads of different music. I didn't know there was a style that you're supposed to <laughs> adhere to. I just put on whatever I liked, and then when oh right, you all you want to dance to this, I play that. And um, it was just I just it was just I was good. That was that was yeah. the best way of doing it. It was just sort of like you. I learned how I learned the technical stuff. And I realised that it was dead easy. Well, it's not dead easy, but it's just sort of like you once, can. Once you've got it, you've got it. Yeah, but also most people in there are drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like this is one of the biggest truisms, and something that I always say to DJs who are starting out: like people don't notice when you fuck up anywhere near as much as you do. Oh God, no! And and sort of like I would have, I was always have a guy by the side of us, a mate, who go, "Can I do the lights? I'm, I'm near. I'm you know, I'm almost the DJ." And and they'd be going, "Oh look, I'm doing this with the lights and doing like that." I'm going, nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> the only and and the only care when you put the strobes on and press the smoke. Well, exactly something that they can actually censor and feel. And yeah. but other than that, no, there's there's nearly no point to it. But yeah, it was it was just it was a trial and everything. I've made I've, I've 
we've all done that. Oh, I've lent on the record. Well, say not now anymore. Oh, I've lent on my USB. Um, so that I've stopped a record a couple of times. Or, you know, you've pressed the wrong button and everything stopped, grinds to a halt. And oh. It's learning that kind of thing. Learning that soul music is not great to DJ when you start out because it's only two minutes fifteen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've got to be on your metal, like, like whenever, whenever, whenever I do that, like Motown. Whenever I go into a little Motown bit, I've got to have. That's oh. the only time I'm mentally preparing. Like, you know, like it's a, if you play snooker, they always say you got to think two or three shots oh. ahead. I'm kind of doing that with musically. I'm at least two or three songs ahead. When it's Motown, you got to have four or five of them shits. Because, oh, yeah. like you say, it's just bang. It's just like two choruses. Damn, it's nearly over. <laughs> and, then, and then that is always the time that somebody, one of your mates, turns up and wants to have a chat. Yeah. Hey, Jay, not seen you for a while. Yeah, that's great. Uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> you, you see this? You see this number going down. We need to respect this number. Oh, when I first started out as well, that was so stressful. Is seeing the counter. <laughs> And I was just like going, because it goes, it's like, it goes 306, 305, 304. And then all of a sudden, 108, 107, 106, 107. And like, ah, ah, ah. If you have one of those CDJs that flashes when it gets to 30 seconds to go, mm. like whoever invented that, you're an idiot. Because that doesn't help. It makes it worse. <laughs> I'm panicking even more now. Exactly. I know everybody else can see that I should have something lined up and I obviously don't. It will is a awesome. Oh, this CD this CD's got a smudge on it. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you were out in the wild, wild west of student unions. And I say that because I've been in them. And <laughs> most people who've spent a lot of time in student unions will know that it can get a bit rowdy. I'm sure you've had to deal with oh. that. I like how what, how do you deal with it now? I mean, obviously you've got crowd control from the, the comedian oh, side, yeah. but and all that kind of stuff. Is that something that started from DJing, or do you think it was that stuff helped you in it? Well, I, I, I think I, I think I did quizzes before I did the DJing, so I was already I already had a bit of banter, and that was another reason they let me loose on that. <laughs> well, if you can handle it, and and. It, and, it, and I'm six foot three, <laughs> you know, I was, I was big back then. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of, so I was physically imposing. Um, the, the DJ booth in, this, in John Moore's was, it was raised as well. So there was a step up and then, and then they, they made a barrier as well because the DJs had a say. So like, we want a barrier. <laughs> yeah, so we that, need a barrier. <laughs> yeah, just, a, just a wooden flap that came down that stopped people just wandering straight on. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I, I have got a smiley face, but I look like I could kill you. Um, it's, it's, so it's we that have that kind, in common. It's that kind of, and and also I started to learn the different ways of, and it's a gender thing of dealing with men and women slightly differently. Is that men want to feel like they're your mate, so they so they so you go, oh, I, I never lied. I never lied. If I could play it, I would play it. And if I couldn't, I'd just say it's not that kind of night, mate. Oh, go on. It's just not. But like, if you want to find something similar. Yeah, and then they go. Oh, I can show that I'm a geek as well. And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's all they really want. They want the DJ to be like, I like your taste. Yeah, and it's almost like where they co-sign. Uh, Please love me. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's so hilarious. But yeah, and then on the women's side, there is no uh, way of dealing with them. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. There, there is. Um, but I, I, can I tell another story? Please do. I, I've got another story where. Um, I, I women use different methods to try and get their songs. And once uh, at the student union, I had a girl tell the person who was stood next to me, "I want this song," and they said, "Yeah, he'll get to it in a minute. He's just DJing at the moment." But I want this song, right? And I could hear it going on because I was DJing and I could hear it going on. And then she just went, 
Tell him I'll show him my tits if he puts the song on. And my, my girlfriend turned to her and went, I'm going out with him. And she went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I bet that was very much like, you know, this is my ace card. I've tried everything else. This is absolutely going to work. Except you're there with your girlfriend. Yeah. We're not like, together anymore. I could have seen them. Well, <laughs> so, because you've brought up the specifics of women who try certain things feminine wiles is feminine wiles yes thank you i wanted to say that but i didn't want to sound like i'm from the 30s so you can do it <laughs> so uh, but you had your girlfriend with you now i've been in relationships before where yes oh, okay where i don't tell you everything <laughs> where this has become a problem the whole idea of because they've seen me out and they've seen me being a happy jovial guy happy to speak to everybody yeah but they don't, and it's the, the line I always got was, it's not that they don't trust me, it's that they don't trust them. <laughs> Which, by the way, also means you don't trust me. Yeah. But anyway, I don't guess. <laughs> <laughs> but when, did you have any issues like that? I mean, is that why you answered all together? No, I'm, uh, no, I'm just a happy idiot. I'm an happy, I'm, I've turned Jamaican all of a sudden, I'm putting H's where they shouldn't be. I'm a happy idiot. <laughs> um, I just, I... I'm just like the life of the party kind of thing. So I just, if I go out drinking, I'm never bothered by other people. I was just like, going, hey, you're all having a good time. Hey, and I, and I also don't, I don't understand the flirt. So, <laughs> so I just, I'm oblivious to it. So it's sort of like, they could be flashing me. And I go, great. <laughs> what song do you want? Uh, <laughs> no, I, it's, it's funny because like I say, if it's something that I can do for someone anyway, then I'm like you, I will, yeah. I will generally do it if they're, polite and then they're not being an idiot sometimes if you're being an idiot then i have to turn you away what i would say because there's been some incidents in recent weeks that decide <laughs> brought this uh, uh, issue of requests to the surface so i felt like this is literally the platform i have to to discuss this etiquette of when you are coming up to ask someone things i would say off the first off the bat right if it looks like the dj is in the middle of something yep don't say anything. Don't tap them. Don't wave. And certainly don't hover over you mate, with a drink. Mate, 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 <laughs> mate, 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 mate. And then, yeah, then throw your phone up as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So pay attention. That would be my number one tip. Number two tip, remember what your parents told you. Be polite mm. to people. Like, and that doesn't always have to say mean, please, and thank you. That just doesn't mean barking orders. Yeah. Like. Same for if you're ordering a drink. Always have respect for people in the bar area. Exactly. Like, and I find that people who have worked in this, they do not normally have this kind of ingrained in them from being yeah. on the other side. So that's good. And again, like, if you are, <laughs> if you are okay with occasionally hearing no, but me saying if there's something else like for people who can't see which is literally everyone else uh che is wearing a t-shirt that just says the word no on it <laughs> and i feel like he wore that on purpose because we knew we were discussing I this i did indeed i did indeed so is that your stance do you wear that pretty much every night i don't not every night but sometimes it is nice to have a, a grumpy face on because if you just go i just don't want it depends on you can gauge sometimes the clientele yeah. where you go Oh, you're all going to ask for stuff that it's sort of like I'm playing soul. It's a soul night. It says soul night on the wall walls. It's a sort of and we have you got and you're going. Can I have the latest electro banger? And you're going. No, there's a place 
for that, and yeah. it's next door. And it's sort of like, I don't want to go next door, though. Well, then you're stuck with this. <laughs> well, I, I, I have options for you then, buddy. I'm sorry. I, I always love it when they come up and they ask for... There's two ways of, doing, of this screwing this up. One, they ask for something that's already on. Yes. They go, can you play such and such? I mean, this. Yes. Or they go, they ask for something, go away, you play it, and then they come back going, when are you going to play my song? And you go, it's this. This is the song you wanted. <laughs> honestly, people, we this is gold. <laughs> like, they were, honestly, I really think we should be pumping this out in schools, everywhere, <laughs> anywhere that people who come into DJ DJ please. 101. Yes, because, yeah, that happens literally once a week. Oh, yeah, it's just people just not paying attention. <laughs> I want my song. Why is he not playing my song? My song is not on yet. Have you, are you listening? Oh, oh, well, right. And... Okay. In my, in fairness, I do often try to if if I'm if I've got one song that's a request loaded up, ready to come, I do always try to do a scan round to see if they're there now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like it's I, you can't always rely on them because they're the ones who are drunken. I I had one in, near Sefton Park. Uh, this it's amazing what sticks in your mind. And it was a really, it's in a hotel, it's a really small room, so there's not a lot of space to dance in and stuff like that. And this woman would not, I can't remember what the song was, but it was sort of, it was a Christmas one, and it was a slow one. Ooh. And I can't, and all I remember is it was just slow, and I went, I said, it's not really going to, I don't think it's going to really go down that well. Oh, it wasn't a Christmas song. I think it was, it was, um... It was not set you free. It was one of those. Sometimes I feel like, but it was like dum 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 dum. Oh, the the long slow version. Yeah, or something along them lines. It was mm. one. It was one of those where you go. It's a good song and it's a dance song, but it's not gonna fit. So yeah, but play it, but play it, but play it. So I played it as, like a couple minutes after she'd asked for it, and then as it finished, she comes in just like that. We're just putting a cigarette out, <laughs> and she went, "Where's my song?" And I went, "Oh God, I'm gonna have to explain this now." Well, I've just played it. And I'm not going to play it again. Play it again. I'm not. No. <laughs> so it's net. We don't do. <laughs> you, if you want it, you maybe if I played it right at the beginning, I might play it right at the end. But I try not to play a song twice in a set. I'm, I'm glad you said that. That's something I always abide by. And sometimes you've got to be harsh with people. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it's like, well, I wasn't here before. It's like, yes, but there are lots of other people who were. Yeah. Are you staying all night? <laughs> no, I was just going to wait until you played my song and then I was going to go. Oh, right, well, fuck off then. <laughs> that was always on Concert Square. Always oh, yeah. on Concert Square. Play my song now. I, you know what? I, I, I've already played some Beyonce, because it was always Beyonce. Because it was at that period where, I was like, play, can you play Beyonce? I've just played some Beyonce, so I'm going to leave it for a bit. Yeah. yeah but I but like, play some Beyonce. And I'm going, I'll be honest with you, go to any of the other bars right now. Especially if you want a dance remix of it. Go to any yeah, of the bars. Just, just like, like cock your ear to the wind. <laughs> and I'm sure you can hear it somewhere. <laughs> Oh, I mean, we could kind of spend all night on this subject, and I feel like I feel I'm gonna have to do another specific show on this <laughs> because it's that important. But you kind of bring up the idea of things where it seems a little bit extreme, and we've talked about your style being all around the needle. Yeah. So, what would you do if you had free reign? Would you still play a bit of everything or would you more like to do you like to do a little specialized genre sets every now and then? I, I like to I like I like playing for ages I like sort of to be playing because I, I think in general people like a bit of everything they just go well I've you know I am a I'm a rock 
person. So I like Genesis and I like this, that, and the other, and this, the classics of this, that, and the other. And then, but like my mum and people, I think the majority of people like a bit of everything. It's just that they don't know. It, what we're giving you is something that you didn't know you even wanted. Mm. That's what that's what DJs should be doing. And it's when it really used to annoy me when I first started that I there were songs that I loved that I knew just wouldn't work. Yes. Because nobody knew what they were. But they were bangers. You know, it might be a hip-hop uh, song that was pro- pretty popular, but, like, hip-hop wasn't big at that point. And then I remember I remember when I used to be able to get away with... Wait, you've been DJ since before hip-hop was popular? Oh, yeah, yeah. Back in the uh, 40s when I had a wide <laughs> I remember. I remember once. I've got so many stories. I remember once before the magnet shut and turned into hot water. Yeah. I remember watching a rockabilly night, and it was brilliant. And it was just completely off the cuff. I went in and went, "Oh, there's a rockabilly night on downstairs. Should we go down?" And there was a guy, an old bloke, and they were all dressed up to the nines. Oh yeah. So it was. Oh, it was beautiful to look at. And this guy behind, he was a, a fat guy with glasses on, and he was so into the music, and he so loved it so much. So he kept getting onto the dance floor during during his set because he was. He was him doing it all on two decks, two vinyl decks, and he kept bumping himself. So he'd go, <laughs> and he'd go, oh, oh, sorry. And he'd go back on. And they were all up for it because they would realise that they were all mates and everything. And he had to try and find the song oh again. Oh my God. It was beautiful. I've literally never seen self sabotage before. Oh, it's great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Do you have it where, like you said, you were talking about, you have to kind of self-censor yourself? Oh, yeah. Like, in terms of songs that you love. Is it more a case of you then, over time, try and find places to sell, or do you just kind of put it... Yeah, well, no, no, it, it, I think um, I was I was a massive exponent of the mashup genre, and I know people, some, oh, yeah. people, some people hated it, but I remember watching too many DJs in the academy, in, yeah, the academy, and it was brilliant, and I went, oh, and I, and I already, already sort of got onto it and was like going, oh, cool, I can get, I can get away with two songs at the same time, but also it's a great transition into something else. I don't understand why people didn't use it. But... Honestly, like that is the hidden gem of mashups is the, yeah, uh, using them as a transition. Like, and then you can go, again, there's, there's loads of people who go, no, I'm, I'm an aficionado and I only like this kind of music. It's like, yeah, but all this music begat other music. So when you're looking at it, it's, it there's, there's strands of everything. And yeah. that's, I, I love that. And, I, and if, you're, if you're quite open to music, then you should like a little bit. If it's a song that you just find terrible, fair enough. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't like this. Go sit down, have a drink. There's all the stuff you can do while there's this bit. And it's like a wedding. But I love the... Because there are some songs that shouldn't go together. Mm. And you just think they're from two completely different worlds. But then you find a way to merge them. And suddenly, like, you listen to them together and you just think, have I have I improved these songs? <laughs> am, am I a musical genius? And then obviously you wake up and realise that's not the case. Yeah. You just found something that's funny. But that's the thing about music is that... You can blend it in ways that, like you say, that people aren't expecting, that people aren't ready for sometimes. But yeah, I'm a big fan of all that stuff. Oh, I've got there's like there was, I lost I lost the piece of paper that I used to have that I would, every time I found out a, a, a set of stuff that would go together, mm. I would write it down on a bit of paper, and then I would try and I try to either do the mashup myself or there would sometimes be mashups of that. And there was and there's just there's just so many ways you can do. Um, is it Love Cats with Kiss or something like that? <laughs> oh, no, Snoop Dogg. It goes Snoop Dogg and and um, ding, 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 ding. What's the slow one from Cure? 
Oh, you mean lullaby? That's it, lullaby. I couldn't remember. I could just. Remember, I'm trying to remember the actual thingy because it was that, and then Snoop Dogg. I mixed Snoop Dogg into it somehow, and it works. I was just like going, "Oh my god, I'm a genius!" And there, again, <laughs> there are so many out there like that. I found that I just love. I think more probably the most fun that I have with one is. Um, 99 problems, 99 red balloons. <laughs> it's great when you great when it matches up like that as well. Yeah, where you go because the the t- timing wise is perfect, but also when you think about the tone going from that to that, and you can just kind of oh, but you get people who are ready for one, and then you just get the pause, and they're deciding whether they're into it or whether they don't want it. I like I like that. Is I would sort of call it like the reverse drop. <laughs> I think when people are waiting for something, they go, oh, there's a drop, and they go, and it just kicks into something else, and they go, oh, yep, oh, oh, oh actually, yeah, no, okay. we're good with that, we're good with that. Um, yeah, it's beautiful to sort of, I've come to, the only one I can think of at the moment that I do, because it's just all at the same BPM, which I think sort of, sort of stops, stifles you sometimes, if you know that the BPMs are all together, is that uh, there's Happy, uh, Shake It Off by Taylor mm. Swift, and then Hey Ya. And all three of those just were, were so yeah, well together. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like they were written in the, with the same things in mind, yeah. pretty much. Let's keep everybody dancing on the dance floor. Yeah. Let, let's give Che a break. We just have to think <laughs> for three songs. I know. Those little breaks are really important, definitely. But so do you find, do you do digital DJing as well? Because I've just got myself a controller. I've gone, you've seen my new Welcome controller. to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> you were on CDs for so long. For so very, very long. Shall I tell you why I've got more in, into using the newest technology? And I'm not, I will only use, I will, I will not use it to its full degree because I don't DJ as often as I used to. But another story I had is that I DJ'd a Christmas gig in Haydock, Haydock Races, right? And at that point, I still had a box of records and a bag of CDs, right? right. So I turned up and I DJ'd the whole night and it was beautiful. It was really good. Everybody had a good time, uh, as is the Che way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trademark. Um, but afterwards, and this is this is in the very, uh, I'm going to say early infancy of mo- mobile phones, but it was it was when batteries didn't last a long time. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> so I was there all night, my battery was running out of my phone, and I went, I'll just go and get a taxi. I'd never been to a race before. <laughs> I didn't realise that and I didn't know where Haydock really was. I got a taxi there. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know Liverpool that well back then. I do now, right? So I went to Haydock, got there. Everybody had taxis and, and sort of like, but was also if they didn't have taxis, they were already ringing taxis. So I was trying to ring a taxi, couldn't get a taxi. I thought, I've I've gone down the East Lanks Road in no, my dad's car once. Don't do it. It's not that far. Oh Jesus! It's not that far. Child. Well, it wouldn't have been that far in a car. Uh, also, I walked the wrong way to start with. <laughs> And ended up in Ashton, which I thought, also, there's a place called Ashton near there, I thought was the Ashton near Oldham. So I thought, oh, I can't believe I walked that so fast. I'm almost home. So I can get my dad, I can go and skip at my dad's. No, I couldn't, because it's not that one. <laughs> so then I had to walk back to Haydock, and then carried on walking with a box of records and a, a, a CD case over me over my shoulder, in good shoes as well, because it were, got told to wear good shoes. I mean, they weren't by the time you got home. Oh, God, no. And neither were my feet, right? So, so I walked all the way one way, and then back to Haydock, and then all the way <laughs> the, all the other way, right? And I was just like going, I'll just keep walking, because it can't be that long. 
I know I've messed up the first one, and it was a long way. And I was, I was, I had to count the keep in my head. I had to count the lampposts just to keep myself going because I was just like, I'm going to go mad if I. And then finally, I found because um, I kept going. Uh, I've got my, I've got only got a little bit of charge on my phone, and I haven't got any numbers for a, for a taxi. So I got to a service station that was like a, probably halfway to, between Haydock and Liverpool, and I went, I'm really sorry, but can I? Can can you put help me? A, yeah, yeah. Can I put in a phone number for a taxi? I need to get home. Taxi came. I went. I've only got a tenner. And he said, "Can you get me back to Liverpool?" He goes, yeah, "As close to Liverpool as you possibly can." I've just been walking all night. And he went. He just drove, drove me home. He uh, felt so sorry. Absolutely. And sense. that is why I don't DJ vinyl anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, it's a long-winded way of saying, as always, it is with you. Uh, kind of the same thing with me <laughs> is that you know technology. the ease with which every evolution comes to make things easier Mm. and you get to a point where you'd be like well why am I actually punishing myself yeah also then there's the other balance of sort of like do you need a DJ anymore I'm always worried about this now AI the fact that Spotify people have Spotify playlists but I still think that we we add something we do add something and I'm glad you brought that up because that's another reason why I wanted to bring this podcast into the world is to because everyone does think that putting on a playlist for an hour at the gym mm. or whatever is the same as DJing. And I'm here to tell you it's not. Oh, God, it's not. Because there are a lot more considerations. For starters, we are having to think about all of the people here. I mean, even if you're doing it for a party, you generally know the people who are coming to a party. Yeah. And you generally have had conversations about music with these people. <laughs> so you've got a good base to go from. Whereas we are more often than not uh, entertaining a room full of blind, blind, yes, That's a room full of strangers who are coming in and out with different ideas and different emotions and different styles that they want to hear. So we have plate spinners. That's what we are. We, we're basically going around going, please let this old plate over here <laughs> like the ABBA that I'm playing. Oh, <laughs> this young plate over here, all of a sudden, wants a. It's always it's always worse when you've got like. Uh, the kid, we've brought the kids tonight, and you're like, oh, God, can you play some young stuff? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm worried about playing the stuff that might have the word fucking. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, like those ones where you're having to mentally kind of run through the song. It's like, is there any swear words in here? Is there anything I don't want to happen to hear? Uh, no, yeah, we're good. <laughs> and, and then you suddenly, halfway through, you remember the second verse. You're like, oh, shit. That happened. I did another story. I did the, so the when the, uh, Liverpool, Anfield. I was doing soccer fives or whatever it is, you know, oh, soccer yeah. sixes. I was DJing there, and the setup wasn't right. Whoever was running it, I can't remember who it was, it wasn't set up right. So the speaker sounded terrible. But it was like a family, the family room, and I was just like panicking because they couldn't hear me. And I was like going, Wah. and I threw on uh, Janet Jackson's "Son of a Gun," and I didn't. I forgot that it's got it. Yeah, at the beginning, ha ha he he, sex a motherfucker, and I was like, oh my god, but because like, it was crackly, I think I got away with it. And it was just sort of, <laughs> I mean, you know if you got away with it or not by looking at their faces. I think everybody ignored it. <laughs> I think if, I think the parents knew if they'd actually gone, what the hell did that woman just say? Yeah. That it would have drawn attention. Maybe. I mean, I can't believe you played at Anfield, by the way. That really annoys me, because you aren't even a Liverpool fan, are you? Oh, no, I'm an Oldham fan. Oh. Uh, then my second team... <laughs> They're not. <laughs> no, <laughs> you just say that to avoid hassle. No, no. I'll tell you a weird, really quick weird story. Well, my little brother, because I came to Liverpool, he's a Liverpool fan now. So okay. I have to be a sort of Liverpool fan. But I also support Everton as and when, because I like the city. The city is when, when, when the city's doing well, we're doing well. Although my mate did take me to the derby this season. And 
that I didn't jump up when Everton scored because I was in the Everton end. And I was just, I'm an Oldham fan. I don't know how to celebrate, right? So I just sat down. Wait, that can't have been this season. It was. Because Everton haven't scored this season. Well, wait. <laughs> because what happened was, <laughs> so I was sat down. I'm sat down next to an actual Liverpool fan, but we'd all, we're all in the Everton bit because my mates, the, the, his business sponsors... And I just, I just didn't think to jump up, right? The guy next to me goes, you fucking red shite! You fucking, I knew you were a fucking red shite, you red shite, you fucking red shite! I went, I'm an Oldham fan, mate. He went, no, you're not, you're a fucking red shite. And the guy behind me, who was with us, he just went, he is an Oldham fan. And he went, but, wait, well, he's a red shite, though. I know he fucking, he's a fucking red shite. And he, and he, and he, and my mate next to me, Tom next to me, was just trying to sort of like downplay everything. As that's going on, and I was like going, I'm, I really didn't want this hassle, I wish I'd jumped up now. VAR, gold is allowed. <laughs> I so wanted to jump up at that point. I so wanted to jump up at that point. Oh, God. Yeah. Amazing. All right, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> allow that little football digression because, I mean, it was damn funny. But what I was getting to around the whole Anfield thing is mm. that would have been an ultimate gig for me. Mm. Um, what is What has been your favourite? Like, and it can't... Well, no, it can be the setting, or it can be what happened, or it can be how the night went. I am going to name drop like Billy O now. Right. So, because, so, I, I, like you say, I take a long way to get it anywhere. And I, I tried to narrow it down, um, and I've got top five. He's actually, actually written it down. Yeah, 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 because I was like, I'm going, oh, that was good, though. I'm going to, right, so I did a thing called Geek Chic ages ago with Gemma and Karen, they're brilliant, and I got to meet people like uh, Peter Serafinowicz. Yes. Because uh, they used to do stuff like an audience with, so they did Ian St. John as well, uh, oh, wow. and, and Stephen Graham, and that's that's on the list. Uh, but they did one, they did an 80s night, right, and before a certain BBC radio Top of the Pops presenter was outed, I dressed up with a cigar and a yellow top, oh and there is pictures of me. Up. There is pictures of me. It was a great night, though, because <laughs> it, it was like we're just playing loads of eighty stuff. And then a mate of mine, uh, Paul Duckworth, who does theatre, he came on dressed up as Thatcher and did Loverboy, sang Loverboy <coughs> by by Queen. I can and believe me on your heartstrings. It was just a, that was a good one. Uh, then also Stephen Graham, I, I did um, a DJ at Camp Furnace for Stephen Graham. His wife is absolutely amazing. She <laughs> obviously runs every. Everything. Oh yeah, and, and we told him off. I think him and his mates off for dancing on the. I, I, you know, when you just want to do well at a gig, and I did, and I was playing Scar and stuff like that, and I, and, I, and it was a sort of like, oh, I get to play some of this stuff, and they were all dancing at the back, and, and then she was like, going, get down off that table. It was this great, <laughs> stupid idiot. There was there was a there's a number th- coming in at number three. Oh yeah, uh, it's this. Uh, I think I DJ'd, it was either after the Chemical Brothers or Basement Jacks. I can't remember who it was, but what I knew was is that we were supposed to, I was supposed to be running some student night up there, mm-hmm. and we did it downstairs, but then we were going to do an after party for that upstairs, right? Right. And, and the other guy that used to run it, he was a DJ as well, right? and he went on first, oh, let me go on first, Jay, let me go on first. So he was on first while all the crowd were coming down, and he... Stunk the room up. Oh, Absolutely no. stunk the room up to the point where I, I'm, I think somebody came over and went, Che, can you just go on now? Can you just go on now? And I, I went on there and I just had a blinder. And, and it was just all these blokes going, yeah! And it was just something, I think they were just more relieved. Oh, my God. So without wanting to obviously name names, do you remember any of the songs he was playing? 
It was just he was just playing like a student, sort of like, let's play some pop. It's the S So I just went on and played too many DJs, all that kind of stuff. I mean any anything I was like I was stressing because I went, they're gonna hate me. And then I just played what they wanted. So I mean, had he been to the gig? Um yes, but he just he only had one 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 gear. So that's that's the thing of I always I used to say that to DJs when they first started out. Whatever you like, that's great. But in Liverpool, everybody does techno. Every, <laughs> everybody does techno. Oh, can I? When I was the Ents manager at John Moore's, oh, can I come and DJ for you? Yeah, what do you play? Uh, house. And I go, well, we've already booked up on that. Can you play anything else? No. Bye. <laughs> so, so that was that yeah. was the thing. It's know your know your audience, but also be prepared that you might have to do something a little bit out of your wheelhouse. I've done that bit before when I've just not had stuff, but I've cobbled stuff together. Oh, yeah. uh, number two. Uh, was having Basin turn around to me at Liverpool University because I was doing the warm-up for him. And Basin turned around and went, Hey, everybody, give it up for Jay! What a great DJ! When he knows my name! He's like, I've got a picture of him pointing at me as I'm DJing. Wow. From that perspective. But that, that's number two. Number one, and this, this is more of a, a heartfelt thing, and he's a, this guy's a Liverpool fan, and I'm, so a big name drop. But I got to, I got the, the, uh, the pleasure and the privilege to DJ uh, Paul's in his wedding uh, oh. to, um, uh, down in London. I had to take all my own stuff down there and stay over. And it was, and um, it was in the centre of London. And it was he's uh, married to his fella Ollie, who's absolutely lovely as well. And sometimes when you do weddings, okay, none in the last three years. Sometimes you just go, they'll never be together for much longer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one will remember this night. <laughs> But like, but like sometimes you just go, oh, I see why you're together. And there was just so many people. There was some comedians that were there that I knew. There were some people, the photographers that I knew as well. And that's how I've got my new, um, uh, my new shot for my new show, Hate, that I'm going to be doing in Edinburgh, hopefully. Um, and so much stuff that happened in it. But it was just, it was so lovely to see two people. You go, oh, they, mm. they truly, truly love each other. Everybody, there's such a warmth in yeah. the building. And also, they gave me a Spotify playlist and just went, just do that in order. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a great playlist as well. It was a great playlist. It was a lot, a lot of 80s electro-y kind of... Uh, uh, I think the communards were obviously on there. Obviously. Eurasia, sorry. It was there, so... I mean, probably both. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I love DJing at weddings, man. I really mm-hmm. do. And I don't know if I've said this on the previous two shows, but I'm going to say over the course of many of these shows, I think a lot of times people... Some people turn their nose up at the hard oh. area of weddings, but like you just said, it's a place where joy is almost a given. Mm. It's like as everyone's um, default setting is happiness, and you would think that. Well, for most, <laughs> like See, always, always, I was going to say, always pleasure the uh, the mother in law. Wow! But it's always, always make sure. So, if, like the bride and groom are just happy that they're married at that yeah. point. It's either, the, it's either it's normally the bride or the groom's mother that you've got to make sure that are happy. But <laughs> if you are in a good situation and you've had good communication with the bride and groom beforehand, oh, yeah, yeah. they will have let you know. And if they Doris let, is a bit of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. There's, al- <laughs> there's always the one who you know you're going to have to deal with. And if you're prepared enough, yeah. then you're okay. It's all good. But. I do think, in general, aside from the fact that it's normally more money and you get fed, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but Don't the, give away the get the game. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, you do it for the love, of course. <laughs> but the reality is, like I say, it's the one of those places where you're more likely to have a really good moment 
of just everyone coming together because everyone's kind of feeling that way already. And yeah. <laughs> I just like I like I like to see uh, old dudes come up to you and go, Thank you so much for, for playing Hawkwind Silver is it Hawkwind Silver Machine. Oh yeah. <laughs> ah, I, got it. I played that once. It, it, it was I love it when they come up and they go, I don't know if you'll be able to play this. And you probably don't want to. And it's for, but it's for me dad and he really wanted and I played Hawk, I played Silver Machine. Ah God, Silver Machine. It, he was almost crying. It was just a beautiful moment. Yeah. It was just sort of like, but it's one of those moments where you've got, it's really hard to fit in anywhere. So I had to, I had to build, again, that's what we're saying as a DJ, you've got to build up to stuff so it doesn't just, it's not a, a gear change where it's like, yeah. but it was a sort of like, oh yeah, we'll play some rock. And he was like, no, he's not, he's just going to play the normal rocky stuff. And then I was like, so put that whack that on. Woo! <laughs> I love and then it. you get a tip. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. At weddings, you sometimes you get to, like. I don't normally take tips in a bar because it's like, well, you know, yeah. the, that kind of implication. I don't really want to. I don't. I don't want everyone to start thinking that I, I can be bought and sold that oh, easily. Also, that kind of. Uh, I know we're supposed to finish now. <laughs> There's a fifty. No, I really can't because the the, the bar staff are. King. Yeah, it, exactly. It's like it's the difference between the fifty you give me and the money I get from coming back for another time, <laughs> which I probably wouldn't get if I give you this fifty. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you got to make those kind of calculations. Yeah, but um, we're, we're getting to the end. I honestly could have carried this on forever. I say that every week, and yeah. it, every week it's true because I'm learning shit, and I'm hoping that everyone else out there is learning shit too. Yeah, but we're gonna end the way that we normally end. One thing I would want to say is. Give yourself a chance to promote DJing that you're doing, but you said you aren't really regularly DJing, so I guess you can promote the DJing that I'm doing for you. Yes, I can because you are a great DJ. Thank you. I wanted to do a little bit something. Now I'm not going to keep bigging you up. For fuck's sake, it's my show. I know, but like, like, oh my god, you're the best DJ I've ever seen in my life. I can't believe that you're not sort of on stage in Ibiza playing the stuff you do and in where. Well, for start, for starters, dickhead. Like I was hoping you'd do it sincerely. I do. I am going to do it sincerely. I'm going to. I'm going to say it's sort of like when I when I first came up with the idea of doing the Black Comedy Showcase in Royal Court Theatre. The next one is July the 21st. Say uh, <laughs> so smooth. Yeah, very smooth. Uh, that's that's my mic technique for being a DJ. Um, <laughs> I hate talking on mics. Uh, <laughs> the buffet's open. That's me done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's sort of like I thought there was there was two people, you and Mina. Uh, and I'm I'm not not to this meaner now, but like it's sort of like I was going to try and bounce to you, but it's I love the fact that we can have a little bit of a, a laugh about it. And we did the hip hop one recently, yes. fifty years of hip hop, and it was just it's just comfort, comfortable knowing that you know what to to, to play, and it's it's a mixed crowd again. It's yeah, sort of, it is. It's, it's it's sort of like everybody's welcome, brown, white, black, or beige. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, any age. Um, <laughs> So yes, yeah, so thank you for coming on and doing doing DJing at the showcase because it, it makes the whole thing as well. I do appreciate that, and um, I wasn't going to say this on on the show, but seeing as you kind of, I don't know, baited me into it. I'm not I'm not playing Ibiza this summer, but I am playing at Glastonbury this summer. Oh, oh, really? really? I don't think I've heard you talk about that. No, because <laughs> it only got confirmed a couple of days ago. I think I did see it. <clears> yeah, that, like I wasn't actually going to announce it, but thinking about when this will probably come out it'll probably be before glastonbury so if you are going to glastonbury and you are listening to this come Finally. to the village inn on the thursday eight o'clock it's by the pyramid stage come check out your boy finally the recognition you deserve oh no right um okay so let's wrap this up for real <laughs>
the last question is for your ultimate gig, wherever it may be, Glastonbury, Boundary Park, any of those places. Your funeral. <laughs> Boundary Park, no. <laughs> what, what three songs are you going out on? See, right, you'd said this, like your last three songs, and I didn't know whether or not it was the end of a night, my best ever songs, or my funeral. What are you going out like? So every, it's the end of your set. Everybody's had a great time and they're leaving. What songs are ringing in their ears? See, see, this, see I'm going to have to do quick ones again. Right, end of the night to get rid of people. Because I always try and make the bar staff go, oh, you actually care that we wouldn't get home on time. At the end of the night, I would I would normally finish with Black Hole Sun. <laughs> right? Black Hole Sun, but the po- uh, Postman and Jukebox version of it with Hayley Reinhardt because I absolutely adore that woman. Oh. Uh, uh, and then uh, Al Green's version of I Want to Hold Your Hand oh. because it slows everything down. It's sort of like Black Hole Sun. Everybody just goes, it's jarring, and everybody goes, oh, that's not poppy. Then you get, oh, I want to hold your hand, and it's sort of like a, oh, it's like a smile, and then Tenacious D's fucking gently, uh, because then everybody knows that you can't, you can't finish off like that. Though, my ultimate, ultimate ones, see, there's, there's so many, you can have, yeah. so like the best ones would be all hip-hop, so it's like, I'd turn it up by Ugly Duckling, because I was at that gig, and I'm in the video for that gig. Wait, what? I mean, when they came and video- videoed uh, in Kashmir, Casimir Gardens, uh, when it was still the, the thingy. Yeah. They did loads of videos of when they toured, and there is there is a video where I'm jumping up and down, and Andy <laughs> Cooper remembered me because I was wearing a Cubs T-shirt, the, the thing. Oh, you're the guy with the Cubs thing. Who's six foot four and not oh, yeah. from fucking Burnley. Also, my mate... Sorry, my, Alden. My, my, mate, my mate jumped stage-dived in between me and my other mate, and we didn't know he was going to do it, but he jumped, and he he went, came down on his head because we just took, we took a step on either side and went, I'm not catching him. Boom. <laughs> and he just jumped up and went, I'm all right. <laughs> um, that jump around, crazy in love, uh, or a sunrise by Charlie's Company. You know, those are the it was, but the but the funerally ones, or the ones that I want the end of of everything that I just think are just brilliant songs. I got um, I have to have fight the power because these are all songs that mean something or sort of like. So yeah, so the fight the power, which means something, is is that all right? It's okay, yeah. Um, fact about it, it means something because uh, it's part of the first show that I did up in Edinburgh, which was Elvis was racist? Question mark. Uh, and <laughs> it's one of my favourite films, Do the Right Thing, and it's the start of that. Yeah. And it's it's got such a had such an impact on my life. Um, the Universal by Blur because uh, I think oh, it's just an amazing. That's a good one. It was either that or Tender. Because I also I like as you know I like to go on a bit. I like my songs to be long. If I put money in a jukebox. Getting Bohemian Rhapsody, all that kind of stuff, <laughs> uh, and then anything by Nina Simone. I think I was. Gonna, I wanted. I wanted Stars because it's on. It's on BoJack Horseman. Uh, but I wish I knew it, how it would feel to be free. I think is the last mm. song that I'd want because I just absolutely. But it's it's sad, but it's sort of like oh, I can see that there's something. The acceptance of it, yeah, yeah, and there might be something better. You know, that is so typical of you. What? That I did nine instead of three. <laughs> that was about twenty. Oh yeah, well yeah. I've but some... you got away with it because you picked good stuff, and <laughs> that, in a nutshell, is Della why Sol. you're here. Della Soul, forgot Della Soul. Oh, say for no, say no go, and then I can have hollow notes in it as well. Anyway, <laughs> this conversation will possibly continue. Paramore, the once new one finished. He's still going to be showering out songs that he wants to finish Play with. with. Mac, I forgot about them. <laughs> But honestly, I am glad you're here. I, I've been skating you all day and probably will do once the cameras go off the cameras, the microphones go off. But thank you for coming, Jay. Thank you for having me. This has been absolutely amazing. Yeah, well, well done on Glassbury, mate. Well thank done. you very much. Um for all of you listening out there, go and see Che. Uh 
Go look on his social media and find one of the 50 million things he's doing other than <laughs> DJing. But if you get the chance to see him DJ, do that too, because he's actually very good, despite what he says. <laughs>